Welcome to the Simple Theologian Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. And we are here with friend of the show, The Beard. The Beard. What's, what's happening? <laughs> not, not much. Not much, man. You good? I am phenomenal. Sweet. It's the, the a beautiful day here in Michigan, all freshly snowed. Yeah, it's like 40 degrees out or something, isn't it? Or supposed to be. Well, it, getting it's there. 33 right now, so if it's going to jump to 40, then we're going to lose this beautiful layer of snow we've got. Um, it's all green out here, buddy. Yeah. So, so. Well, I live way the heck out. Yeah. So... We get, yeah, you're, we'll get a little extra out you're, here. You're a farmer. Uh, yeah, the beard is <laughs> the beard is with us, uh, courtesy of uh, the amazing technology that is uh, Anchor.fm. That's right. That's right. Gotta gotta love gotta love tech. Good stuff. So, um, the Simple Theologian podcast. Uh, if this is the first time you've listened to it, it's all about us trying to take some complex theological ideas and bringing them from the mountaintop to the street, so to speak. And uh, try to make things a little more accessible. And this podcast is paired with a live conversation that takes place every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock at a place called The Tap Room. And uh, we host a conversation called Doubt on Tap. And uh, The Tap Room is located at 201 West Michigan Avenue in beautiful, beautiful downtown Ypsilanti. That's right. That's right. In the shadow of the water tower. That's right. So (laughs) (laughs) it's super inappropriate. If you're looking for a water tower, don't look for a water tower. That's right. That's right. (laughs) You won't won't find a water tower (laughs) shaped thing in Ypsilanti. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Down on Tap has four Uh, rules. We end in one hour. Everybody talks. Everybody respects one another. There has to be a moderator. This week we had a special moderator, the philosopher. She was outstandingly awesome. She did a really good job. Considering, like, she's in the midst of planning a wedding. She's in the midst of uh, her semester. Her undergrad ends in like a couple weeks. Yep. Or this week, actually. And uh, she came from uh, getting, getting uh, uh, Benadryl-type shots from her allergist. Well, there you and go. Then, and then moderated that on tap. Then moderated that on tap. So, uh, we... And still, better job than Major Tom. That's right. Well, <laughs> a monkey would do a better job than Major Tom. <laughs> so, uh, I'm so glad he doesn't know what a podcast is. I know, is. right? Uh, poor Major Tom. We love him. So uh, we've missed a couple of weeks. I had a whole lot of uh, stuff going on in, in my life, so we never really wrapped up our William F. Murray series uh, of podcasts. Maybe we'll come back to those at some point. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll release them in a special, like, a box you know, set. <laughs> that's box right. Set that's right. A box set. And, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe some sort of like in between seasons. Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll yeah, release yeah, those. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll do something with that. Um, but we, the next couple of weeks here, uh, as this, this season comes to an end, uh, with this week and next week's episode, uh, this is our red and green episodes, uh, for Christmas. And so, as you know, we're we're good Americans. We're red-blooded Americans, even though uh, Mike is wearing a, an America Junior hat today uh, <laughs> in my presence, which frustrates me. But because uh, you know, Canada, they think wow. they're better than us, but they're not. So <laughs> their alcohol is more expensive. I'll give you that. Again, they think they're better than us, but they're not. Uh, so uh, this week, being good Americans and 
doing a little Christmas series here on Red and Green. We, uh, we thought we would talk about capitalism. <laughs> and uh, so it's interesting because uh, kind of the question that, that, that came out was, you know, is capitalism, is capitalism good? Uh, was, was kind of the first question. And then we started talking about things like, should there even be billionaires? Should that, should that even be allowed? Um, and uh, our, our illustrious moderator, uh, her, her title that she took from her fiancé for, for let this, this week's conversation was, send the, send the billionaires to the guillotine. <laughs> so, so you can tell where her... What, where, what where, are billionaires good for? That's the right. Guillotine. The guillotine. Yeah. So that, that, that's where she was coming from. And, and I think a number of the people around the table uh, were very much uh, in that same camp. Uh, there was, there's a few folks who were not, um, and so it made for great conversation. It, it was like, and this was like, so we pre-gamed, right? Uh, yeah. Pre-gaming is like, we show up early, we show up before eight o'clock, we, we talk, we maybe have some dinner. We, we post-gamed like never before. Uh, I, I know you had to take off, but, uh, but I was there with a couple of folks, uh, until our, our regular server Justin was counting his tips, <laughs> right, and getting ready to leave. Oh man, um, they're playing was, the closing song. Yeah, yeah, closing time. <laughs> so, so, so we we wanted to uh, bring the beard on because uh, the beard is really, really you you have a a very different perspective on this than Mike and. Uh, and so, you know, we want to make sure that this conversation actually gets gets to be had where uh, both sides of this coin are, are really, really kind of put out there. Um, and so so what I want to do is I'm, I'm going to play the moderator this week. <laughs> oh, boy. And, <laughs> and I am. I am gonna let. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna try You're to. You're tapping out before we even start. I am really tapping is. out. He really is. I'm tapping out before we even start. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Man, <laughs> pretty much. So, um, so we're gonna. So, well, it, it partially just because I. This is this is so far from an area of expertise of mine, um, and, and I know it's not an area of expertise of yours either, Dude. but. Dude, but as I'm far having as... trouble explaining fourth grade math to my fourth grader. <laughs> all right. Well, but but here's the deal, though, um, Mike. You, th- this is an area of uh, it, it's th- an area of concern for it's me. It's an area yeah. of concern for you, and and as far as you go, um, with different different questions and issues of justice, this has been something that has been on your radar and something sure. that you've evaluated and thought deeply about. As far as areas of justice that that I've been particularly concerned about, this has not been one right um, where that I've really tracked tracked down. Right. And so, um, uh, and so to give you guys a, a quick little bit of background on on the beard, uh, he he started a number of companies, a number of tech companies. Hey, and before we go anywhere, can we just say, no matter where this conversation goes tonight, uh, th- th- this morning, yeah, I love the beard. And well, we'll always consider him a friend. Aw. Does that make you feel warm and gushy inside? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what to say to that. <laughs> so uh, the, beard, the beard has started a number of companies. Look, Mike. I, I, Aw, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So see, I was worried there for a second. There's a, lo- like, there's a love fest already uh-oh. happening. Hey, 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 bearded one, uh, just so you know, Mike just blushed. So 
Uh, th- it means and he a can lot see to it through my beard. So <laughs> that's right. That, that's that's, that's right. <laughs> Mike, Mike is looking very Yukon, Yukon uh, Jack, or whatever the guy is from. Uh, uh, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer today with your beard and your checkered jacket and things. So, uh, anyway, hey, hey. Uh, and my uh, Hard, Hard Rock, Rock Cafe Niagara that's right. Falls T-shirt. That's baby. right. So. Uh, the beard has started uh, a number of different companies, uh, especially kind of in the tech side of things. He's worked for uh, he's worked for multimillionaire Dan Gilbert. Uh, he's he's been a part of a number of big time projects, and uh, so so Dave Dave the beard comes at this from a totally different uh, perspective than than Mike, who you know growing up in the UP has uh, been a pastor. And and so he's sold, he's he's not sold, he's, sold flooring for multimillionaire that, companies. That's right, that's right. But uh, so, some different perspectives here. So to get us going, uh, Mike, is capitalism good or bad? Oh, you you, you just want to just go, just a gen- all right. So so from from my perspective, when I've had just straight pure on paper capitalism explained to me it makes sense it makes sense as as a, as a system as uh as a way to be to be fair uh it makes sense um the problem we come into is once it gets off of paper and into reality um we're dealing with uh looking for loopholes we're dealing with uh, trying to to the the goal becomes uh, the the accumulation of wealth, um, uh, not simply innovation, not simply uh, better um, uh, a better community, a better world, a better nation, but uh, but but the accumulation of wealth. <laughs> Um, and, and that is problematic for me. So, so on paper, the way it, it should work in an ideal world where, where people are just and fair, um, it's, it's probably the best shot we have. Uh, but in practice, um, it, it, it fails. Uh, it fails because we have, uh, there, there is, such a disparity between the top and the bottom. And I'm not saying do we, you know, uh, we need to have a, a um, everybody needs to make the same amount of money and every, you know, but for us to have billionaires when we do have people uh, living on the streets starving um when there are so many poor that could be helped with that and not um really affect the 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 way are the 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 richest people the one live um that's a problem uh especially in in a nation that for so long prided itself on being uh, founded on christian principles and <laughs> and which we know is bunk, but um, but that's the narrative people are telling these days, sure. right? Um, we don't, we don't, we don't. 
we have so much it, and even and even at 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 my level right i i don't make a ton of money uh, if you compare it to what somebody living on the streets makes i make a ton of money right um and and i'm okay with the idea of uh you know if that's where tax dollars go is to help the the least uh i have absolutely no problem with that and i have no problem paying more taxes i have no problem if they say hey, you're not going to pay taxes anymore, but because you're not paying taxes, then we expect the populace to, to chip in and help for, for the least of these. Perfectly fine either way. Um, what I'm saying, as long as you're taking my tax money, uh, use it less to kill people, more to help people. <laughs> there um, you go. So, what, so, that's, so that's, that's the longest short so, well, All right, Dave. So there, there was a lot there um, that Mike just kind of threw out. What? What's what's going through your head as you, as you kind of hear that question? Is capitalism good, bad, that kind of thing? What what's what are your thoughts, man? So it's super interesting to me. Um, <laughs> so as a as an Enneagram Nine, I I try and balance life out and play the peacemaker. But um, from my per, from my perspective, I think Mike kind of hit it on the nail. Uh, I think ultimately capitalism itself is is really good and. Um, the, the one thing I, I wanted to pull away from was the, the government taking care of people. I don't think it's the government's job to take care of people. I think it's our job to take care of people. It's, it's our job to look at the people around us and those who have need. It's our job. to. So I 100% agree with that. I 100% agree with that. Except when we live in a representative democracy, we are the people, we are the government. And so if we're, if we're levying taxes against ourselves, um, which is essentially what, what, what it uh, amounts to in, in democracy and our democracy on paper, um, for the government to help is for the people to help um, in, in, in that way. But, but I absolutely agree. It, it is about the people helping. And I would much rather uh, if, if the government says, okay, you just got to uh, – pay fewer taxes so you have uh, more income to actually be able to to help other people that'd be fine too um uh i, I think though then we we run the uh uh we 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 run more on uh, sorry the the governmental piece even even uh some of the more uh, uh i want to i don't want to say uh, immoral but uh, some of the more the the folks who who look for every single loophole to not pay uh, more taxes, they're still paying some. And some of that going to help people is better than none of that going to help people, which for some folks, they can, they can look at their neighbor starving and say, it's not my, not my monkeys, not my zoo. So I think, I think that's, that's, that's on them. And having a forced mechanism to have them help people. I don't think, I don't think that's okay. Cause now you're, now you're forcing me to do something that um, you're forcing them to do something well, that I'm, they obviously don't I'm, agree with. Wouldn't the be- wouldn't the better approach be, Hey, let's come alongside the people who don't want to share their money and just talk to them sure, about the benefits I'm, of that. I'm, I'm forced to pay taxes that go to build bombs that kill people. I don't want my money going to do that. But but I have to Sir. do it. 
Um, I, I think I think a much better use of that if and, and this is and this is one of those I don't see taxes going away kind of things. If taxes went away, it, yeah, okay, we we can we can have those conversations and we can we can uh, uh, hope for changed hearts and and those kinds of things. Uh, but as long as we're being taxed uh, and. And this is and this is like before we even start talking redistribution of of wealth or capping uh, uh, billionaire salaries or whatever any of that stuff. If if we were to simply reallocate from our tax base, uh, from from the tax the taxes we pay, we could do a whole hell of a lot of good. I don't disagree. I mean, I, I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but I think it's something like um, I, order of magnitude. I think it's roughly a billion dollars or no, it's like five billion dollars will um, provide yeah. clean water oh, for yeah. everybody in the world. Uh, I was um, uh, I walked by this uh, desk at a, a co-working space I, I hang out at the other day and um, somebody had this uh, sign up that said, uh, water is uh, a human right. And I fully agree with that. We have so much water around here. Why can't we stop people from uh, right. dying from dehydration, right? From the lack of water. And so the the problem is a, a worldwide problem like that. There's no way the government is ever going to be able to weigh in uh, or, or be able to organize well enough to distribute the um, sure. water across the world, but if you if you privatize a, a movement and you get a singular goal in mind in a in a in a corporate type setting, you could solve that problem way faster with way less red tape, um, and um, actually fix the problem likely in years instead of sure. And it, and there years. are there are groups out there doing that right now. They're a nonprofit. Uh, entities out there that are that are raising money to dig wells for villages all over the world and and it is it is a complex situation because you're dealing with uh some some very distressed places with very uh warlord kind of uh governments in place uh, that make it very difficult uh to get those benefits and dave dave won't toot his own horn so i will um, he was one of, I think probably one of the things that he's, one of the things I'm most proud of him for is, is his, uh, is his role, uh, in an organization called rain catchers. Yeah. Um, that is, that has literally changed the lives of hundreds of people, um, uh, by helping them collect fresh water. And, uh, so that way, you know, women are no longer having to, women in particular are no longer having to walk eight hours round trip just to get some fresh water for their family for the day yeah. but they're able to to have fresh water on site because there's so much rain they're able mm-hmm. to collect it and um so uh so i want to shift this a little bit um one one big part of the conversation that that came out uh was kind of this idea that there shouldn't be billionaires and mike you kind of touched on it too about the idea of you know capping capping salaries and and that kind of thing so Dave, as you as you hear that, because this this really this came up in a, again a, a few weeks ago, and I think you were at this conversation. Um, 
where there's kind of this this talk about how you know you know people like bezos and gates and, and these guys um you know they should really be able to uh they should take less money pay their workers more uh because you know their their workers need to have so much more money so that they can they can live better that kind of thing and and these guys are just are just selfish greedy pigs taking all this taking all this cash um so so as you hear the idea of hey we're going to you know there's you, we should put a cap on on salaries and that kind of thing uh how do you, how do you respond to that like what what do you think about about some of those issues regarding uh people becoming billionaires or multi-billionaires so <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna back it up and start with the start with the M word the millionaires. Um, I think that's a more um, that is that is an actual attainable number for um, I would probably ninety nine and a half percent of the people listening to this podcast um, to become a millionaire. What, what about um, the people that host the and podcast? And you can do that <laughs> in a very <laughs> similar way. That, He's about to give um, them to you, I think. All right, all right. So, yeah, I mean, th- that's essentially what I'm talking about. It's the same way that these guys are, um, and these uh, people are actually um, making their billions. It's just they're making it at a larger scale than you can make your millions. And so um, I think the, the problem starts with education. And so if we can teach the... Um, the uh, high schoolers how to manage uh, personal finance and, and what investing actually is, um, they can become a millionaire by the time they're 65 right. with 50 bucks a week. If you take $50 a week from the, t- from the age of 20 to 45, you will have and invest it in a, an index fund that follows the S&P 500 that will turn into $1.1 million. I mean, it, it's, I, just, it's, it's simple math. It, I, 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 okay. Yeah. I, I, and so, I, like I said, I struggle with fourth grade math, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get it. That's just, that's just using simple, it, simple compound interest, and that's how, the, that's how the stock market works. And just, and just very basically, you put $50 a week in, to uh, an index fund that will turn into $1.1 million in 45 years. Now, what the billionaires have done is they've started doing that and then they will invest into an asset and then they will sell the asset or they will hire more people to um, start growing that asset. And if somebody is really good at growing an asset, they um, are not going to be able to do it all themselves. They're going to need other people to help manage that. And so the brain power and the energy and the time it takes to figure out how to grow something um, is better spent doing that and then providing jobs for other people. So somebody asked Warren Buffett once, like, why don't you just give away all your money? And he's, he basically said he's, he's going to, but he's better at managing all of his assets than anybody else is. And so once he's gone, then that money's going away, but he's going to do his best to um, grow that money. So then it can be, uh, it, it can be used in a, a, a charitable sense once he's gone. 
But if you if you tell him that he he can't have any money, you got to take away all his money. Well, he's not he's gonna he's not gonna have that wealth to grow to um, to uh, give away. Uh, and, once he's gone. and that's 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 admirable uh, for for Warren Buffett. Um, I, I I like where his head's at, but I, I don't. Um, it, it I guess I guess it comes back to me uh, a matter of uh, you know yeah if if what we're saying is uh, when when billionaires die uh, then then. We're gonna we're gonna see uh, benefits for uh, a, a, a huge increase in philanthropy. Um, that's I mean that's 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 good for for then for now. There are still people starving in the streets. There are still people without roofs over their heads. Um, and and while that's that's great that he can grow that. Um, for a lot of people, the what is what is the point of of that growth and that accumulation? Um, Warren Buffett may very well want to grow it so he can give it away when he's uh, after he passes away. Um, and, and like I said, that's admirable uh, and and really really cool. But for for a lot of people, the accumulation of wealth is about the accumulation of wealth. Uh, and and as that happens, um, and and you don't it's it's not a it's not a every place kind of thing, but in a lot of places you do you do see the uh, uh, the uh, the owners, the CEOs, the high executives, the the whatever getting astronomical salaries compared to uh, other folks. Uh, who who are working just as hard, if not harder, uh, who are having to work two and three jobs uh, just to just to make ends meet. Uh, it's it's one of those things where it, it's it, there's just such an imbalance uh, between the two that it that it it looks um, it, to me it, it 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 feels like it's an obscene amount of wealth. And I'm and I wouldn't I wouldn't go and say that. Uh, everybody who's a billionaire or a millionaire or whatever is is evil. Um, it, it, that we are we are all products of the world that we live in. Um, they're they're doing what they've been taught and shown and mentored to do. Um, but it, but at the same time, it's it's there is so much more uh, that could be and can be done. Um, and if the accumulation of wealth is the goal, um, then then hooray, they've they've done it. But uh, it, it accumulating wealth and 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 holding it and and making it grow does not help uh, people in the here and now. Okay, so um, let's say that. Over the next fifty years, you would be given an additional hundred thousand dollars a year salary. Uh, I would not. Would you just turn that down? What if somebody else came in and said, "You know what? You don't deserve that money. 
you're only going to get okay. $5,000 extra every year. Cause you, cause he, no, here's, here's, here's the thing with me. But you, sure, how much but, more but good could you do? But here's the, here's the piece. If, if I, if I got a hundred thousand dollars a year extra in that first year, I, I then could pay off my debt, um, my student loans and car payment. And then, Whatever else comes, it, it, my my philosophy is uh, is I have what I need to live on, and the rest is is given away. Uh, it it, it the, right. Well, but and I think that goes to Dave's point, right? Is that the amount of good someone could do with the extra hundred thousand dollars a year, as opposed to the five thousand dollars a year, is is pretty significant. And sure. so as I'm listening to you guys talk, I'm going to, I'm going to moderate, I'm going to do my moderator thing for a second. Uh, what strikes me is um, where I wonder if the divide comes for, uh, for things is, as I hear Dave talk, it is this, um, there, there's more of a, a big picture, long range kind of, Hey, if, if people like Warren Buffett and Tom Monahan and these guys are able to generate and create wealth that they in turn are planning to, when, when they can no longer do that to turn around and then have that, have that released back into the world, um, that, that's a, that's a long range, big picture uh, approach to things. Um, and Whereas what I'm hearing from you, Mike, is, uh, okay, the long-range big that's, that's that's all well and good, but there's also immediate needs right now. Yeah. And so we got to figure it out. And and so I do wonder, like, is there, is there a, is there some way that that we can, that we can hold on to, the long-range big picture, um, because. Because what I do hear from, and maybe they're all lying, I, I don't know, but what I do it's seem to really hear from to tell these days it is what I because what I hear from guys like Gates and Bezos and some of the wealthy Warren Buffett is, yeah, I, I eventually want to have given everything away, and and so again maybe they're lying, um, but if but for the sake of argument we're gonna. I, we're gonna we're gonna believe the best in them. I, I don't I don't assume they're lying. I I assume they are one hundred percent genuine when they say that. Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, I absolutely believe that. The problem is 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 in the last the, the last uh, uh, bit of research I did, uh, Bezos had like was worth like a hundred and fifty billion dollars, right? He could take half of that and and give it away to to helping solve uh, homelessness, hunger, uh, healthcare, those kinds of things, privatize that stuff with that $75 billion. I don't care, um, but figure that out. Still have $75 billion to work with and, and still accumulate even more, right? Um, so, so, that, so that, yes, please do. So we need to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here real quick. When we're talking people's net worth, we're talking about the um, the amount of um, assets that they have minus the amount that they owe. So 
if Bezos has uh, a hundred, it's actually I read I think an it's article. 175 billion <laughs> right now. Um, most of most of that is most of that is likely in Amazon stock, and you would have to see how much is he cashed out to right, see how yeah. much he actually um, has at his disposal. I would argue he's probably more in the right what's, hundreds of what's, millions what's of dollars liquid? worth of. And, and know, I think, and I think that's an important distinction. That is an important because, and this is where right. <laughs> my favorite comment, my favorite comment of Tuesday night was, uh, at one point, our buddy the pilot leaned back and just says, "I sure wish there was somebody that knew something about economics sitting around this table." <laughs> <laughs> that was that was hands down my favorite because because that was kind of my thought too was all right. So we're talking about all this stuff. Right, like our feelings about about things, which is well and good, and that's part of what doubt on tap is is for. But there is things like, okay, we can say Bezos is worth a hundred and seventy five billion dollars. That's not real money, right? Like that's not liquid. That's right. not that's not what but, he can go out and and actually. Hand, he couldn't go out and hand somebody one hundred seventy five billion dollars in cash. Correct. And I and I think maybe that was that was part of the Bruce's point, yeah. Uh, when he when he whipped out his uh, pre nineteen sixty five uh, silver dime, um, he had so much stuff in his wallet. <laughs> I know, so like, awesome. Like I yeah, he and I need to have a deeper conversation. But yes, um, but but yeah, I I I get that. I, and there and there is there is that reality to it. And and people see the big numbers, uh, and and. And think that that yeah he could write a check, um, so so, it, it, so the way the way we measure that then the way we report that uh, is not the right way to do that, right? Um, if if somebody if you come to me and you say yeah uh, Jeff Bezos makes uh, twenty million dollars a year like that's his take home salary, and then like he's giving uh, two million dollars to to do this well that's that's a lot different than saying. He's worth 175 billion dollars, and he gave two million. Right, 175 billion to two million. That's me giving ten bucks to somebody on the street, right? Uh, he he ha- makes twenty million a year. He's given two million away here, two million away there. That's that's a bigger percentage. That's that's a a, a much a much better gauge for folks to see uh, what's there and what's and what's going on. So one of the other one of the other things that that came out. Um, the narrative is wrong. Yeah, the narrative is very wrong. Um, but one of the, so one of the other pieces of conversation we we had too centered around kind of this idea of uh, you know these these billionaires need to pay their employees a living wage, right? Um, and and so you know the idea that you know. I think I think we kind of landed on uh, someone who's working forty hours a week should make a minimum of thirty six thousand dollars a year. I think it was at least was kind of where the philosopher landed. It, yeah, it kind of came in that range. You know, uh, because that that's kind of how much you need to have a house and a car and or at least be able to pay for your transportation to and right. from work, food, clothing, that kind of thing in today's today's world. Um, so, Dave, as you hear that kind of thing, um, what what runs through your mind? Um, 
Yeah. So I, I've got a couple tracks running through my head right now. One of one of those tracks is um, we're arguing for um, uh, fast food workers to make, you know, 15, 18 bucks an hour. So if it's 36,000 a year, it's 18 bucks an hour. And so we're, um, <laughs> we, so sound like an old guy now. When I was growing up, those are, those are, um, those are, jobs that don't require a lot of um a lot of universe you don't have to have a master's degree to um um to right. calculate a total yep. at um a fast food restaurant right punch it on the register and so the amount of um personal investment in education and time um that value isn't there to um, pay somebody much more money than that. And so I would argue that um, the jobs with lower skills should have lower pay. And if you want to make more pay, then let's figure out how to get you better skills. And so that's when the argument comes in. It's like, all right, how do we get uh, people better educated so they can have a better job? The problem is people don't want to work those jobs. They just want to get paid more and they're just going to choose those jobs because they're, they're easy and they don't have to think about it. <laughs> Mike's, the, now, gonna, Mike's turning yeah, red now for it, a different I, reason. I, I know what I said. And it's, and and I it's know super fun. I just got to look. I just, just so you know what happened in this room is, is I'm watching his face turn a sh- like three shades of red. And and I and I and you gave that little pause. I look at him, and and I made I and we made I and he I connect and he just kind of was like, "All right, here I go." <laughs> I counted to ten in my head. No, see, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I I know exactly what you were thinking, but <laughs> I, I I knew the can of worms that I was opening, but I'm also willing to go in it and I'm willing to hold someone's hand and we're gonna go figure this out together. I had a conversation with a, a friend the other day and he's like, Dave, I'm not, I'm not worth more than this. I'm not smart enough. There's no way I can make more money than this. And I looked at him and I'm like, dude, that is absolutely not true. Everybody can do that. The, the, it's the same conversation when talking about investing your wealth. It's let me go learn from somebody next to me and have them help me get through this. That, that same statistic, that same math calculation we started the, the day off with, with $50 a week going into a mutual fund over 45 years is the beauty of compound interest. And that little bit of education can make somebody a millionaire. So what other little bits of education can we do to help people um, take the next steps? There are, there are um, HVAC companies right now that need workers and that are willing to pay 50, 60 bucks an hour to have technicians come in. There are tens of millions of dollars of grants unused to go to school. And, and to be clear, there grants are, are there, free money. Are, That's not uh, loans. Uh, tech, free money. It's people who have extra wealth that they want to invest in people to help them get better jobs and get their, get their education and go into further. Go, uh, go so 
Mike's had time now to, to <laughs> change from to change from red back to his his pale <laughs> color, his translucence. Um, oh, so wow. So Mike, as you're hearing Dave talk, what what's what's now what's it, running through your it's, head? It's it's one of those things where you you lay that out on paper. Uh, you lay that out, and it 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 makes sense. It's true. There, uh, there's there's no lie in what he's saying. Uh, the reality of it on the ground is different. Okay, the reality of it on the ground is different because we have we have generations of people who have not had any benefit of that education, who have had, uh, depending on on economic status race uh, and other factors have had uh, poor access, less access to education than others. So there, there is a disparity there. And there are folks for whom uh, right now, unless somebody actually, and, unless the beard goes to each person and <laughs> walks them through uh, this, what, it, what, what would have to be a, a, completely paradigm shifting change in people's minds because the narrative that they have told themselves and been told their entire life is this is this is what life is right um it's it's not it's it's not going to change it right um i it people people who uh have been undereducated maybe didn't even graduate from from high school who are uh working at McDonald's who have kids who uh maybe a single parent maybe maybe they have a spouse but they're they're both working you know two jobs three jobs to make ends meet um it it, it does not break that cycle because that's what their kids are going to see that's what their kids are going to be told and that's what their kids are going to do um and and what that is uh it is it it is it is a, a modern form of slavery we we don't we don't uh, we don't make the poor uh, necessarily tend our crops and live in shacks and and hit them with whips uh, but we do pay them just barely enough so that they have to not only work 40 hours a week, but they have to get another part-time job and another job just to be able to, to pay for their housing and make sure their, their kids have ramen noodles to eat. And, uh, and, and it's, it, it, it's an epidemic. And, and, and I, it, I think what the beard says has merit and can change things, but it's also not going to, going to change things unless it's implemented and, uh, now and, and so, and then things aren't going to change for twenty years. And so, this is where I think, and this is this is where, you know, I hear what I hear what the beard's saying, and I hear what you're saying, and I think, okay, this, this is where I see the church being able to be a huge impact in society. So, like, it's, maybe instead of marching and protesting. Maybe what would be better is for the church to take some of this information and begin to teach and educate. And, you know, because it is one of the institutions that is present amongst it, these kinds of these communities. And, it is. And creating, 
creating, you know, micro loan systems here in the U.S. to help to help people begin to take some of those steps. Yeah. Like, why? I think this is one of those places where where we could, where we as the church could do some significant good. We, as great as protesting we, things are, but we also need to. We could move into something we we could. tangible. But it is it is it is again a matter of shifting a paradigm in people's minds, um, it, because you have churches, uh, uh, and it doesn't matter what kind yours mine doesn't matter, who have been brought up in this culture, in this economy, in this mindset that. Uh, People should be able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. People should be able to do this. And and and, and Mike, the, this is why you and I get paid the big bucks, my friends. I understand that. But, <laughs> to but shift it, paradigms. And, and, and we do that. But shifting a paradigm for people is not a it, – it gets done in, in a week uh, or in a year. It, it takes a lot of time to, to shift people's way of thinking. Um, and to, to do that on a level where that's, we're, we're, we're back to talking a hundred years, uh, to change things. And while we're working to do that, the situation on the ground is worse and worse. And, and it's even changing to the point where what we're going to be trying to do and change and shift people to isn't going to work. So Dave, I know you got to get to a meeting. Do you have any last, any last thoughts? Yeah, I do. The so <laughs> I was deciding whether or not to bring it up. So I work with a I work with a uh, a nonprofit, and it's a it's a it's a business incubation center, and essentially anybody in the state of Michigan can come to us and get um, business advice. We hold open office hours. Um, we have um, business owners from around the state. Um, come in and give of their time. You can schedule, you know, half hour meetings or, or whatever. And, and all this is free because, uh, because of uh, grants afforded what's the website? by the uh, state of Michigan and other generous donors. And we'll make sure we uh, put a link of that. So in tech our, Detroit. Uh, org. And this is just, and this is just one of the, one of the centers around the state that, people can actually come and uh, get this, um, get business advice, get coaching. Um, there's classes. Uh, if you want to open up a retail shop, we've got a great retail program. Um, and there are plenty of programs out there to help. The, the biggest thing is it takes somebody to, um, one, take the step to go get the help because it's out there. But two, um, um, we have to figure out how to, how to help people get there. So our friends, our neighbors, the people around us, if, if, it's a, if it's a, you know, a single mom and she's trying to get to a class so she can start her business, but she's got, you know, three kids at home. And so now she's got to find a babysitter and she's got to get to this class. How do we... How do we fix that? And that's actually one of the conversations um, my organization is, uh, well, the organization I um, help out with, um, they're working on right now. It's like, how do we, how do we, how do we help 
even more. And so I also think it's a personal responsibility for us to look out and say, hey, here's this resource for you, my friend. Why don't you go? Um, I will pay for the class or I will watch your kids or whatever. Um, and it's, I think it's about all of us helping each other. Um, I think that's really how the, the, the world is going to change. Beard, and it's going to change thanks for being on, years. man. And uh, we appreciate your time so much. And, uh, and hopefully, hopefully we will get you back down on a Tuesday night uh, to be a part of Doubt on Tap again. Yeah, honestly, this is the most I think I've ever heard him talk. I know, right? It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. All right, brother. We'll, we'll be talking. Have fun in your meetings today. <laughs> hey, thanks, Beardy. All right. Love, love you, too. you guys. All right. Uh, y'all, it's been, All a, right. love you guys. it's been a great, yep. great episode. Uh, and we, uh, we need to wrap it up. It's, it's about that time. So uh, come out Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. Uh, for Doubt on Tap, which is located at the Tap Room. 201 West Michigan Avenue in downtown Ypsilanti. This coming week is our green week, and we're talking about weed. Uh, Sweet. We're talking about the marijuana, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, and, uh, and in two weeks, uh, we are having our White Hope Elephant. Clinic yep. White Elephant uh, gift exchange, and so we'll tell, give you more details about that next week, uh, but also watch our Facebook page, facebook.com slash simple theologian and uh yeah that's that's what's coming up and uh so until till next time i'm dan i'm mike and we are the, the simple, simple theologians. theologians peace